1: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. homeshef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: Who think going to beat
2: It is the Locked On Bengals podcast with your hosts, Joe Goodberry and Jake Lisco. Find us on Twitter at Joe Goodberry at Jake underscore NFL. Please like, subscribe, and share as we try to grow this community and pump out daily Bengals content just for you.
3: What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm Jake here with my podcast co host Joe. As always, find us on Twitter at JakeNFL at Joe Goodberry. Today, we're going to update you on news first in our lead story of the day with some interesting notes around Christian Westerman's return to the team. Woop woop. Then we will get into a bit of a game preview. We'll go what's what we're going to look for when the Bengals have the ball, what we're going to look for when the Giants have the ball on both sides, because there's some interesting rookies and players, generally speaking, of the Giants that are going to be worth watching. And we'll get into our lockdown Bengals lead story of the day. We'll start with Christian Westerman, who is, in fact, not retiring. Buzz on, Westerman Hive. You got life.
2: Yeah, that's the sound of the the Hive buzzing up again. We're back. We're We're back. back, Jake. I'm so, I'm so amped up. Uh, even though Zach Taylor did say he won't play this Thursday, hopefully he plays week four. You know, whatever he needed to figure out, whatever time he needed, I hope it was worth it because he is a talented guy. And when he plays, he is fun to watch. So um, it probably put a dent in his chances of making this roster. I, I felt even his play on the field may have done that week one. But uh, it doesn't mean, you know, he's got to put tape out there. He's got to keep trying. There's another team that may be interested. There, there may be another opportunity out there for him. And I just want to see him, you know, not go out the way he did and and hopefully go out on his own in positive terms.
3: And if he has a great game in Week 4, maybe they keep him anyway. Maybe. Sure.
2: I actually wonder if he has practice squad eligibility. I know he was
3: active for almost all of last season, but he hasn't played in too many games. Yeah, I was going to... Conjecture about that as well without having any idea. I think the guy though that he's fighting for a roster spot with at this point might be a guy that just showed up on PFF's top 10 rookies so far in the preseason, and that's undrafted free agent tackle O'Shea Dugas, who apparently some people think I am the founder of the O'Shea Dugas Dugas hive because I've talked about him a lot on the podcast. But the reason I've talked about him a lot is because he looked good, and PFF's graded him real well, and he was number 10 on PFF's top 10 rookies in the preseason so far this year.
2: It's good to see. I mean, he I think he's had his, at least his head above water through two weeks. You know, I don't think he's been overly impressive. I think he's just done his job and been steady at that spot. So that's a good thing. It's hard to look at him and not think of Cedric Oboehee with that number 70, but he <laughs> probably is already better than Oboehee is, which is not saying much about the former first-round pick for the Bengals.
3: There is a hilarious clip of Cedric Abuehi flailing in a Jacksonville uniform from, like, I oh, think preseason yeah. week two. He just, I don't know what he's trying to do, but uh, I don't think he knows what he's trying to do. On that, <laughs> That's,
2: that might be part of the problem.
3: <laughs> yeah, not, not good. Another interesting bit of note to talk about with the Bengals, because we don't really talk very much about the Bengals' community involvement and the good things that the Bengals and Mike Brown do for the city of Cincinnati, there's a lot of focus on the Hamilton County dispute and the taxes and the money. But every year, the Bengals take an opportunity to raise money and work with Make-A-Wish Foundation. And this year, on August 24th, this Saturday, the Bengals are hosting Wash for Wishes from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Southern Office of Make-A-Wish in Blue Ash at 4,500 Cooper Road in Cincinnati. So if you want to go out there and support a good cause, I don't know if there's going to be some Bengals out there. There are going to be some Bengals out there, in fact, and some Bengals legends and the Bengals and the the mascot who day will be out there. So you can go on out there, see all those people, get your car washed, support a good cause. And I just wanted to take the time to acknowledge something good. The Bengals are doing in the community.
2: And the Bengals players, I mean, so they're, they're going out there and they're going to be ones washing your cars, I assume. So that would be your one time to look at them in the eyes before you never speak to them again. That's not meant to be a bad way. You know, you just don't
3: get plenty of opportunities to go see players face to face. Especially adults. It's easier for kids.
2: Oh, yeah. You see them. They, they flock to the kids as they should because that's a fan for life.
3: Oh, yeah. It was great, by the way, to talk to those guys in person a couple of weeks ago.
2: I'm sure it was. We got a lot of good audio clips from your experience
3: at Paul Brown Stadium. Yeah, we should probably use some of those today. Uh, what's our last note here? The first home game under yeah. Zach Taylor tomorrow. And we mentioned so that, means that yesterday, but new coaching staff, new day, opens up in Paul Brown.
2: A lot of listeners will be going, that means, right? so. You know, I'd, I'd like to hear the experience, if they notice anything different at the stadium, atmosphere any different. Uh, you know, how, what are fans talking about? What are they doing? How's the tailgate scene? Is there a new energy? Are people excited?
3: I wonder if the game sold out. Yeah, it's preseason. It's definitely not sold out. I hope more people go to the Bengals game tomorrow than showed up in Washington last week. That's all I oh, really ask for. There
2: was 5,000 people there.
3: If not. Right. So that's going to conclude our lead story. And this isn't part of the lead story, but one interesting thing I found, and we talked about this a little bit, is the Bengals are not going to play their starters for the whole first half against the Giants. They're not going to play into the second half. We talked about this. They're not going to get that halftime practice, but they might not even play two halftime, it sounds like. Hmm. Then I wonder if we'll get a different
2: mix of the second string and the first string. You know, the guys that maybe – There's no reason to keep Andy Andy Dalton out there longer. So maybe we get Ryan Finley with a number one offensive line that may need the reps together. Uh, Maybe you get him with some starting running. Maybe Giovanni Bernard's is back, which helps in pass protection or as a dump off or something like that. Maybe Jermaine Pratt can get in and replace Preston Brown in the middle, and you can get a different combination there. So uh, I think this presents opportunities to mix guys together even more.
3: Yeah, and I think when you listen to Zach Taylor's comments around the justification for it, it's a lot of, uh, we don't feel like we need to see more from Tyler Eifert. We don't feel like we need to see more from, you know, if A.J. Green's healthy, Andy Dalton, all these guys where they know exactly what they're getting from those players. But like you said, they might keep that first team offensive line out there. Maybe they're going to try a couple different combinations in the first quarter, second quarter with the rest of the starters. That would actually be a reason to keep Dalton out there. I think to see, to make sure that you've got the same guys working with who's going to be the starting quarterback, but we'll see how they manage it. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in our next segment, when we get into what we're going to look for when the Bengals have the ball. But first we've got another new sponsor to talk to you about. You might remember them from last season with James Rapine when he still had the podcast and that's my bookie. It's a new season. Antonio Brown is on the Raiders. Le'Veon Bell is with the Jets. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. Those are all things that impact the AFC North, interestingly enough, but one thing hasn't changed, and that's where I am putting my money on the games. My Bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. They have better bonuses and better prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest, and first place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000. It's only $100 to enter. All you have to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. And my bookie has
2: live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under
3: on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. That's an interesting little over-under to try out. Yeah. Yeah. You can get up to a one thousand dollar first deposit bonus when you double your first deposit. Use promo code locked on to activate the offer. Go check out my bookie online, that's M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use promo code locked on when creating your account to claim the bonus. Go put a bet down. A lot of you talk about hammering the over on the Bengal's five and a half wins today. Win some money, get paid. That's my bookie. We'll be right back.
0: Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
2: And we're back. This is Locked on Bengals podcast. This is our Giants at Bengals preseason week three preview. And for this segment, we will look at what we expect to see, what we want to see, what we desperately hope to see from the Bengals offense when they face against the Giants defense.
3: I want to see the Bengals have a clean first drive first couple of drives. Like even if they don't score touchdowns, get clean series of plays off without holding penalties, without pre-snap right. penalties, without offensive pass interference, without any other administrative bullcrap and and just get a good solid drive in. You're going to have Joe Mixon out there. Let's see them run the ball well for the first time this preseason with the guy that's expected to carry the load. Let's see the offensive line get off the snap on time and not false start. And I mentioned holding, and I think I can live with holding because they're calling everything holding in this preseason. I think it's like five times last year's amount of holding calls or something to this point in the preseason, which is nuts. It's clearly a point of emphasis. You want to see it cleaned up, but I can live with that. The pre-snap stuff, can't live with that anymore.
2: And I think it would go a long way in – our confidence in this offense, if they can get through a drive cleanly and without a mistake, because I know they did it in week one against the Chiefs, right? That was a pretty clean drive. There was a big play. It was a long drive, which you don't always want, but uh, they, they can be useful. But to had Dalton have hit the deep ball to Malone, we'd come out of that like, great, awesome. First drive. Uh, second, I mean, obviously second game was a mess completely. So I think if they come out, they put together, they may get three or four or five drives. And, Mostly clean, put up some points, look efficient, look fast, look more like a Rams-style offense is what I'd really love to see. And if that's the case, I think confidence-wise, because someone asked me today, a big fantasy guy, he goes, how do you feel about the Bengals going a Bengals offense going into the season? I said, I feel mixed. You know, they've been okay so far through preseason without having their big stars, really mainly Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard, and, and A.J. Green and Tyler Eifert. Really, barely any snaps for any of those guys, uh, the ones that are healthy. Well, overall, they've been all right. They've resulted in touchdowns, and they have been out there. They've converted first downs. Tyler Boyd looks good. I think Andy Dalton overall's been crisp. So I I feel good, but not as good as I could feel if they were clean or efficient without
3: those guys. Or if they had a left tackle or a right tackle or sure, left guard. Sure, but those aren't coming. <laughs> or a center. Yeah. Or a right guard. Man, like <laughs> it's, it's it's bleak on the offensive line for sure, but. It's more, I think it's worse on paper for the offensive line than it is in practice. Do you feel that at all? I feel like they've pass blocked adequately in the preseason. The Bengals quarterbacks haven't been under a great deal of duress. Dalton hasn't been hit or sacked, I don't think. There have been zero pressures on Dalton, period. Right. He's had limited snaps, but
2: zero pressures. He went through three drives. I mean, he's had 30-something snaps now.
3: Yeah. They can't That's run good. block. Run blocking's been they can't problematic. can't but that was the problem last year, and Joe Mixon still found a way to make it work because that's what he's good at. I mean, he can make it work pre-line pre of scrimmage because he has that great vision, that great patience to let things develop. And this I, will be their third...
2: 3-4 defense base 3-4 defense in a row in mm-hmm. preseason so far and I always thought past Bengals teams struggled to run against those whether it be the Steelers or Ravens and maybe those are just good defenses right tough teams yeah and it's a whole new coaching staff so why does it carry over but I would like to see or maybe they get to the opportunity and the I'd say the Colts are more multiple they do a lot of three-man fronts too but the Bengals are going to run through this basically seeing odd man fronts and that's going to put a nose tackle right over top of their center. Billy Price himself said he doesn't like that too much, or he feels his weakest in that area. So maybe we're seeing them at their worst at run blocking, and I, I think that's very possible. And, and watching Drew Sample the past couple weeks, while he looked way better in run blocking, I think the only time he lost this week was against a guy who's got thirty-four and three-eighths inch arms and in Montez Sweat, and then the week before was Tano Casanopa. I think I'm saying his name right. I could be completely crushing that, but he's got 35-plus in sharps. So those two guys gave him trouble, and those are those hybrid edge, D-end, outside linebacker, 3-4 type guys that he's probably not going to face every week. So I think this team has gone up against it now. I am could be you know just looking at the bright side of it all. I'm hoping that there's better run-blocking days ahead. And like you said, I do agree completely that Joe Mixon will make it look better than it actually is.
3: Yeah, I think Joe Mixon really changes things for the Bengals' run game in a Big, big way. Also really excited to see Rodney Anderson this week. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. That's How actually did you great. Forget? I don't know. You
2: just think about the starters
3: playing more. It's you one of the most exciting things backups. this week. Yeah, Cause... but week three isn't for backups. But Joe Mixon is going to hold out next year, so we are got to see what Rodney Anderson is.
2: <laughs> that's very true. I completely expect it, and you're right. Anderson is a high-end talent, and Maybe he's going to be rusty. Maybe not. I just, I think he's, you know, I hope he gets a lot of touches. I hope he gets a good chunk of plays because he could actually be active week one if Travion Williams isn't ready to
3: go. And Travion Williams won't be playing tomorrow, which means it's going to be for backups. Jordan Ellis and a lot of Rodney Anderson, I hope. Quentin Flowers. And, and probably some Quentin Flowers. But I don't think they'll get Quentin Flowers out there until the second half.
2: Yeah, it'll probably, you know, I would agree to. It should be. Mixon getting a couple drives, Geo getting a couple drives, and then we should be deep into the second quarter at that point. And then you pull in Rodney Anderson. Maybe he gets a drive with the starters to finish off the first half. Yeah.
3: So it'll be interesting to watch the offensive line, see what combination they put out there. Sounds like it might be Mike Jordan at left guard and Billy Price at center. It sounds like that might be your opening day starting line. And if that's the case, they'll be going against another, like Joe said, a a three, four front that. Includes B.J. Hill and Dexter Lawrence, the rookie that the Giants picked Mm -hmm. with one of their three first-round picks. And Dalvin Tomlinson, a second-round pick from 2017. So there's a lot of draft capital there. I don't know how good those guys are, but anytime you have to face big guys, that's going to be a good test.
2: They have an undrafted... Free agent from college, free agent from 2018, starting at linebacker for them. Tay Davis is the other linebacker, inside guy next to Alec Ogletree. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that'd be like, I maybe he's much better than Hardy Nickerson or something. But that's like trotting those guys out there just a year later, an undrafted guy starting. It's that's something we don't see a lot from on the Bengals side of this. It's usually high draft picks or, or people they've invested in. Uh, but you you may remember Jabril Peppers, the safety from Cleveland, was traded. Was he part of that? He was part of one of the Odell trades. Beckham. Yeah, one of them because they made two trades, right?
3: Yeah, I think officially it ended up being one trade, but yeah, sure. Olivier Vernon and Odell Beckham to to Cleveland, Kevin Zeitler. That's right, Kevin and, Zeitler and to Bill Preppers and some draft picks, right? And way. then their their other so they've got listed
2: here their third DB. I think this must be their nickel is uh, Haley Grant. Grant Haley? Yeah, that's got to be the other way around. Grant Haley, and he's a college free agent from 2018 also. So, I mean, this defense doesn't look... I mean, this is a team that drafted really highly. But just looking at it, I like the Bengals' defense much more than the Giants. Oh,
3: yeah. I mean, they do have Janoris Jenkins back there. He's a solid corner. They drafted Corey Ballantyne, who he liked for a late-round corner. Yeah, of course. They got Julian Love, the corner from Notre Dame. He's playing safety for them now, so it'll be interesting to see that transition for him. And O'Shane Zimene's was an interesting rush prospect. He's playing yeah. backup outside linebacker, rush linebacker, so it'll be fun to watch how he performs as well. Those are the guys that I'm watching on the New York defense. There's not really anybody terribly exciting. You really hope the Bengals can move the ball against these guys. You know who I want to see for them is Lorenzo Carter,
2: playing outside linebacker for them as a third-round pick last year out of Georgia, really athletic. His tape was fun. Uh, He he looked like he'd be a bit of a project. So if he's in a 3-4 defense now, can run on the outside and edge rush and and stand up a little bit because he is an athlete, I would like to see how that fits him a little bit more. And because Dexter Lawrence was a first-round pick and you're taking a guy that was that big, that played nose-tackling in college in the first round, well, then – you know, they're putting him at end now, so that he might be in more athletic positions or situations. Maybe there's more production there for him come instead of being in Clemson where it was a heavy rotation at nose tackle.
3: And Alec Ogletree is the linebacker they traded for. Who is yeah, more to be Rams. starting for them on the inside. They traded him for a seventh round pick. The, sorry, they traded yep. Ogletree and a seventh round pick to the Giants in exchange for a fourth and sixth round pick. So, so. the Bengals, who needed linebacker help, didn't make that trade. This was two years ago, though, Jake. This was not this offseason. Oh, you're right. That was in 2018. Yeah. Yeah, they could have done it then too. They needed linebackers, right? For last
2: five years, any linebacker trade yeah. last five years. Why weren't the Bengals in on this? Anyway, anyone uh, on special teams while we're here before we go to defense that uh, maybe jumps out for you? Jabril Preppers is listed as their number one punt returner. Yeah. They've got Golden Tate behind him, who is obviously injured or suspended, suspended. right now.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on special teams, I'm really I want to see Cody Core. Do something special to earn his spot on the team. I want to see Darius Phillips returning punts.
2: I, he's not going to play though, right? Oh, yeah. So we have to wait for week four for that. I, 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 have I want to see somebody besides
3: loss. Alex Erickson returning punts.
2: Their kicker is my fantasy kicker from our Lockdown Bengals League. So oh. eyes glued to the kicking game here. Need to know if I need to make a cut.
3: All right. Let's take a break. Okay. Talking about kickers for the Giants. We'll be right back.
0: Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And it's segment
2: three of the Locked on Bengals podcast. And for our preview, final segment, before we watch the game together, all of us at once in the same room, we are going to talk about the Giants when they have the football versus the fearsome Bengals defense. And for me, Jake, you know what I'm watching first and foremost? And yeah, Carl I... Lawson. No. I was wow. going to say from the Giants' side, actually. They've invested a lot in their offensive line, kind of yeah. like how the Bengals have, but different. They went out and signed Nate Solder last year at left tackle. They drafted Will Hernandez in the second round at left guard. They trade for Kevin Zeitler at right guard. They even signed Mike Remmers, who hasn't been good but was good at one point, uh, for the right tackle job. They've done a lot in the last two years. That's four out of five positions uh, where they they've feel like at least they've upgraded.
3: Well, I'm looking forward to Carl Lawson, Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap, Sam Hubbard, etc. thrashing these guys.
2: I want to see little Carl Lawson, and I only say little because in comparison to Nate Solder, who's very tall, I want to see him get under him and throw him.
3: I feel like almost definitely going to happen.
2: Right, 100%. If it does not happen, actually, I'm not going to show up for the podcast on Friday.
3: (laughs) I'm excited to watch Carl Lawson play for the first time in 2019. I hope he stays healthy and has a career year. I think we all do. I'm excited to see Geno Atkins for the first time in this preseason. I don't think he's going to play much. He might get a drive the same way Tyler Eifert might get like five plays. I think they're going to really protect the guys that they know are huge difference makers to the team. But uh, just even a couple pass rushes for Carl Lawson against Eli Manning in uh, third and long situations will be just so fun to watch. On the other hand, Can the Bengals stop the run? They've had some issues with first-team rushing offense the last couple weeks. And uh, Saquon Barkley is pretty good. And they've had issues covering the tight ends the last couple weeks, first couple weeks. First,
2: last my whole lifetime, actually. So (laughs) (laughs) Evan Ingram, who is an athletic freak, maybe their most athletic weapon besides Saquon Barkley, I mean, for the passing option, Evan Ingram is a is a monster out there. You get him isolated one-on-one with Sean Williams, that's going to be no good for this Bengals' defense. So let's see if the Bengals switch that up a little bit. Let's see if yeah. they do anything different. Are they focusing on Ingram in the passing game? How often is Saquon Barkley, if he plays, is he going to get touches? Uh, do the Bengals focus on that? Because I would say in a preseason game, if Barkley's not playing or playing at all or playing much, the focus should probably be
3: the best weapon is Evan Ingram. Engram and Barkley are the guys that scare me the most in terms of matchups for the Bengals. Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard are fine players. Golden Tate may or may not be playing. I think he's allowed to play in the preseason. I don't know if he will. But even if he does, those guys don't scare me nearly as much as the playmaking threat of Saquon Barkley and the athleticism that Evan Engram brings to the tight end position. Like you said. Yeah, for, right. For me, at receiver for them, Cody
2: Latimer, he'll actually go up and get a ball. And, you know, he's got some speed. He's got some size. He'll he'll go up and play above some corners good opportunity because I think those are the kind of throws he's definitely getting from Daniel Jones. I watched both of uh, Daniel Jones' performances the first two weeks. He's throwing it up to Latimer. He's throwing it up to, to his other receivers here, uh, Russell Shepard. I want to see those one-on-one situations with our corners, and can they track the football, stay with a guy, look comfortable? I think you get the most evaluation points out of a ball like that. So uh, I hope they do get a bunch of them. I hope uh, with a rookie quarterback, maybe you know two weeks in a row now playing a rookie quarterback, I hope maybe they can – I think after the first or second drive, whenever Haskins threw that touchdown, they were much better against him. And Jones has been lighting it up, really, looking really good for the Giants. Maybe they can bring him down, back down to earth a little bit.
3: It's a good test for the Bengals' second-team defense. So it's generally mm-hmm. been quite good, although, yeah, no, I would say they've generally been quite good. Even against the Chiefs, they weren't that bad. They were put in some really bad situations yeah, in that game. I would agree. And they've been Not- pass-rushing really well. Not often do you get to face a top 10 draft pick at quarterback if you're a
2: second and third teamer getting mixed in. So it's a good test for them.
3: And Jones has been good for all the ridicule that the Giants got from us on draft day. He has had two good preseason games. I think everyone's celebrating too early. Did you see people posting videos of
2: draft nicks and draft shows laughing? that's a bit much. Right, dying because they, the Giants drafted Daniel Jones. No, you should have laughed at it. It was funny. It was, it was silly. Yes, he's playing well right now. Good on them. Good on the coaching staff. Good on the GM that he's playing well. But it is preseason. And, and bringing up old comments from Baker Mayfield now, not to defend a Browns quarterback, but just seems like silly. Why did you post that then? You know, because well, everyone else was laughing. It wasn't news. Now that he's playing well, you're
3: going to bring it up? Well, let's see how he plays week three. You know, you know let's who see else is up. having great preseasons? Who? For the Giants? Matt Barkley. Is, is PFF's top-graded oh, quarterback this preseason, 93.4. Yeah. He's 7 for 24 with He's two okay. touchdowns, 13 first-down passes. 13 of his 17 passes have gone for first downs. Tyron Did Taylor say 17 of 24 or
2: 7 for 24? 17
3: <laughs> of 24 with okay. 13 of those going for first downs. Yeah,
2: he has had some great touch. Actually, Buffalo's quarterbacks have looked really good, both Allen and Barkley. And it's funny because Barkley looked like a good backup quarterback for the Bengals last year. If you remember, he got hurt, I want to say week three in preseason? No, it was against the, the Colts. So it had to be week four preseason, and they cut him because of an injury waived, and the Bills picked him up halfway through last year. Barkley could be this team's backup quarterback if that didn't happen.
3: Yeah. I mean, not to take anything away from Daniel Jones. He's right. having a good preseason, but it's preseason. It is. It is his preseason. Just like we're not
2: claiming for Ryan Finley to be a starter right now. But you know what? Different situation. Because I think Andy Dalton's better than Eli Manning, especially the way they've played recently. I think Manning's been terrible. Um, I think Jones, I think the over-under last I saw for Jones was like four games started this year. I
3: think I'd hit the over now for sure. I feel like I'm there too. Although, if it was eight, I would debate it. I
2: think it needs to be much higher.
3: The the Giants are weird. They are extremely weird. They are, they are loyal. To Eli Manning. Dave Gettleman is a weird GM. Yes. I don't even know it's who's it. coaching the Giants right now. Pat Shermer.
2: Yeah, did you know that? The,
3: yes, from the Vikings. Remember Mike Shula is the offensive coordinator. Uh-oh. James Boettcher is the defensive coordinator. Really? Yeah. So, so for the rest of the Bengals' defense, Jermaine Pratt again. Every That's week right. for him is a big week to see if he's going to continue to take steps and be good. I want to see if Jermaine Pratt can have some nice coverage reps this week. He's been excellent as a run defender. Yeah. He's been okay as a pass defender. I haven't seen anything that makes me think, yeah, you know what, he'll be just fine as a pass defender or he'll be good as a pass defender. I, I do been think he'll be a decent blitzer. Yeah. Good Pratt blitzer. has been.
2: He's got a couple pressures on three yep. blitzes, I believe it was. I really uh, like the designs we've seen of some of the blitzes yes, so far. I do too. They're way more creative than they've been the last couple of years since Zimmer. And since Gunther was gone, I think Gunther drew up some once yeah. in a while. But he didn't do it enough. I really uh, like
3: those overload blitzes and they're running a lot of the over, overload stuff with you know Sam Hubbard dropping into coverage or something. They have the personnel to do it.
2: And Pratt's been coming around from like, he'll be lined up over the D-tackle on the right side and he'll loop her back all the way around and rush from the left when you got an athlete at linebacker you can do those things it's you know it's hard to do it when it's and perfect was good but you know he'd be a little limited in that in that role even though he's a solid blitzer Uh, i do want to see this front and pass rushing situations mostly their nickel package if geno atkins is playing with the ones carl lawson's playing with the ones that shakes up what we've seen so far and we've seen A little variation now. Andrew Brown got in there. Kerry Wynn got in there last week. Do you take those two out? Is that a direct replacement, one for one, and say Wynn you're off and Brown you're off and that's Geno Atkins and that's Carl Lawson, the other two being Dunlap and Hubbard? Or is there a little bit more of a mix? Is that fourth position up for grabs? Is it automatically Hubbard? Or can it be Brown sometimes? Can it be Wynn sometimes? Can we get Dunlap some rest? Do we want to give Carlos Dunlap reps? or rest, I should say, in the nickel pass rushing situations because he's still one of their best rushers. But I think when you have so many guys, you can mix it up just a little bit more.
3: I think it's going to be Lawson, Hubbard, Atkins, Dunlap at first. Maybe they'll try Win instead of Hubbard at some point, but they seem to be trying to get Hubbard inside. Even when they had Hubbard Mm -hmm. at end and and Win inside, they ran the stunt and they got Hubbard up the middle. So we'll see if they do anything different this week. We'll see if they continue to stunt as much as they did last week, if they have Lawson, who's really right. good going around the end, really good with that long arm and that get off. And if you're sending Lawson around the end, well, maybe you want Andrew Brown inside because he's going to get off the ball faster. And he has a chance to just beat somebody with a quick swim move and get pressure. Collapse the the back. Yeah. yeah. So right. may- maybe they can do subs based on the design of the rush to some degree too. And maybe it's when and Hubbard, if they want to run a stunt, But they they don't want to tip their hand too much either. And also, it's a third preseason game. So I don't think we're going to see the extent of the designs.
2: And something else we haven't seen yet through two preseason games is the full stable of corners with the Mm -hmm. first team. We haven't seen Kirkpatrick at one side, Jackson at the other, and B.W. Webb inside. And I know we don't have Denard right now, but at least the starting three haven't been out there. And then hopefully, this is a dream of mine. Maybe it's far-fetched, Jake. I don't know. But maybe somebody else can get out there as a nickel as a nickel linebacker instead of Preston Brown. Whether that's, man, watching Jermaine Pratt and the way they're developing him and using him, giving him the radio helmet, and then putting him at middle linebacker in these nickel packages with the number two, it seems like they're grooming him to be ready to, to replace Preston Brown should anything happen to him, or if they feel they can get more athleticism on the field while also having Nick Vigil, uh, a smart guy by their accounts, the you know, out there helping out with that rookie. So I really would love to see if they're like, okay, Pratt, here's a couple snaps here. We'll let Preston Brown maybe get two series, and then we'll take him out. You go out there and fill in for him and see him surrounded by veterans.
3: I would be surprised.
2: I would too, but I want to see it. This is the part where I'm saying this is something I'd really like to see. That's what you want to see.
3: Okay, that's fair enough. You're allowed to
2: want things. Who's their biggest addition on defense? It's really Jermaine Pratt. Well so far it's been bW Webb it has been actually it has been but you well, know
3: what Kerry, when you could argue for you could argue a little bit for Andrew Brown coming back off the injury too you could yeah, if you're going to use injury,
2: Glasgow and Lawson are oh, really yeah. going
3: to help Easy. I mean
2: we talk a lot about injuries on offense and how uh, you know if they stay healthy or the guys they missed last year I, there might be more guys on defense that if they come back and they're healthy, that turns their defensive line into a good from a good unit to a strength
3: of the roster true. Last note for me, Reggie White's son, Reggie White Jr. plays wide receiver for the Giants. Wow. Amazing. College free agent. I Probably like won't make up, the team. A hump move. Go up and pra- go up and bump yeah. and
2: run him and he just hits you with this hump. That'd be fun. And you see Jesus because very, <laughs> Reggie White was, so the pastor. The minister of defense. That's what it is. Now there I'm out. Go.
3: That's gonna do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals Podcast. Tomorrow there's football. After football, we talk about football. We'll be back tomorrow night with a game review, and then we'll be back Sunday after that for an in-depth analysis and breakdown of what we saw on Thursday. And we might, I'm not making promises, but we might have a player interview on Sunday as well. Until then, Bengals fans, have a good one.